three, two, one. Welcome to the Remote Photography Podcast. In this episode, I speak with New Zealand-based model, Lucy Art Model. Enjoy the podcast. Hi Lucy, thanks for doing the podcast. If people don't know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction about yourself? Hi John, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Lucy and I've been modelling for about nine years. I live in New Zealand, I used to live in Australia and I've travelled all over the world modelling. I specialise in art nude but I do a bit of everything. So with your modelling, obviously I'm looking at your website now, you like going on location. How did you find out about remotes and bringing that factor into you doing your shoots? So when I first kind of heard about remote shooting. Well, first I had a bunch of people contacting me saying they wanted to do a kind of remote shoot, but most people were wanting to do like FaceTime or mm. using phones. And I wasn't really interested in that, but I did have a camera already. And I saw this YouTube video that Sam Matthias put up of her remote shoot experience. And that was really awesome because she had a lot of things she was talking about in that video, such as how she was hoping to go and take it out on location and, and the possibilities with it that she'd thought about so that already straight away got me thinking okay this is something I can do I've got the equipment and if it's possible to do a location shoot I know some really beautiful locations around New Zealand so I did go around to a few different locations and check out the internet uh, you can actually do a speed test on your phone from Google so you just say internet speed test in Google and it will tell you the speed of the internet there so that's how I kind of figured out where I could potentially shoot places that had a good enough internet speed to actually do a remote shoot at. So after I'd done a few remote shoots around my house and garden, I thought I could take it out onto location and tried at the Port Hills, which is about half an hour plus a bit of walking from my house. And I took my partner out there who knows a bit about photography as well. So that was really handy. And yeah, been doing it ever since then. Yeah, because I'm literally on your website now looking at those pictures of Port Hills and it's New Zealand is like literally just um, set after set after set. It's really <laughs> amazing that you can do remote shoots out in the wild as it is. It is, it is an awesome thing to be able to do um, and I thought that that would be a limit to remote shooting so I'm really, really glad that we can do that. It's definitely got its challenges, unique challenges that I never thought I would have to face such as like the wind suddenly picking up, especially on the hills. And then you've got your your phones kind of like balanced on this tripod up on top of a hill and the wind's knocking it over and it's about to fall down a mountain and you're suddenly leaping out of shot to go grab the phone and, and rescue it. <laughs> so you mentioned your camera. Um, what's your current setup that you do remotes with now? So I use a Canon 6D Mark II which I, I've actually been into photography for quite a while. I do a lot of self-portrait stuff, which helps me to explore different things with modeling as well as learn a bit about photography. So I've been doing that for a while. So I kind of knew that camera pretty well already and had a 50 millimeter 
lens, a Canon 1.8. And then not long after starting remote shooting, my partner actually, who wanted also to get more kit for the camera because we use it for his DJing gigs as well. We take photos at his gigs. So he decided to get a 35 millimeter as well, which I've ended up using a lot in my shoots too. So yeah, that those are the main two we use. I do have other lenses, but like one of them's a, a super wide angle, but it's a manual one. So mm-hmm not as good for remote shooting because obviously the person isn't there so they can't go and manually focus it Mm. so yeah I I usually use those two you mentioned about the hardware what about the software because you don't use zoom for your um, shoots do you um no I've I've never used zoom until this session (laughs) here so actually I've been using team viewer since the start I have used AnyDesk once and any desk worked just as well, so that was fine. But yeah, TeamView has always worked well for me, so I've I've just kind of stuck with it because mo- most people were happy to try mm-hmm. TeamViewer if they hadn't already, and I just have it ready to go on my computer. But I don't have anything against using Zoom or any other software because I think it's good to have different options and to be able to use whatever works for the photographer. And um, how so? How do you interact? Is it like through voice call or what? or messenger or something like that yeah so usually i use whatsapp i've found that to be quite good but messenger is also really good so you can use messenger or whatsapp Mm -hmm. those are the two that i've kind of used for the voice aspect while eos utility 3 which is a software that my camera comes with for tethered shooting that gives the whole live preview and you can change all the settings mm. through that and do you do you use the messengers for like showing um, the photographers around the, what possible options you have for where you are or is it you just you just well, move the camera yeah. around yeah so it really depends with a lot of the shoots that i'm doing i'm changing the location quite a bit and my phone's just kind of like sitting on the floor next to me Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to always be showing around so usually what I do is I just have the phone on loudspeaker without the video Mm -hmm. and then if I need to show the photographer around a bit more then I'll turn on the video and be like hey so this is what it looks like would you prefer to shoot some more of this or do you want to go and do this if they can't already see it through the camera or it's going to take too long to show it through the camera then I'll just do that and also I usually try to send the photographer at least a few images of my space and my house and garden or like the location like the Port Hills so that they can see what there is to offer and get some ideas that way. How long have you been doing remotes? Did you start right at the beginning of the pandemic or did you wait a few months just to see what was happening yeah pretty much near the start so I was really lucky in that I did come across remote shooting quite early I'm part of a group on Facebook that's a worldwide model community and someone had posted this thing about remote shoots and I was like oh interesting and she posted a link to again Sam Mm Matthias's video and that's that's when I saw it so ah 
I think that was in like early March 2020. So I'm pretty sure my first shoot was with Robert Domondon, who I've shot with before in California. So he's in in the US. Lovely, lovely guy. Really awesome. So I knew it was going to be a great way for me to start remote shooting because I already knew him and he's really relaxed and easygoing and creative. And he loves this kind of goddess theme (laughs) in all his shoots. So I was like, okay, we're going for this theme. And we were exploring like my garden which at this time of year it's starting to be autumn so Mm. we get some nice orangey colors and I have a big oak tree um, with all these beautiful orange and red and yellow leaves that fall so we kind of went around my garden and I was picking up the leaves and working with them and my lemon tree and all around my backyard using the different areas, grapevine and all that. We got some really beautiful shots. My first ever shoot, it had a FPI on Purple Port. So that was really okay. exciting. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe that we were we were remote shooting with each other from other sides of the world. And he was so stoked and excited about it that it just made me so excited as well. <laughs> so is that when it clicked in your head, this was something you could do instead of like, obviously the in-person shoot, you you couldn't do safely. So did you think, oh, this is something that I could maybe use for a few months while things settle down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So at first I was like, okay, yeah, probably just do this for a little while. And then, you know, more and more I realized how much you could do with remote shooting. And I think that it's going to be something that I'll continue to do in Mm -hmm. the future, even though things are starting to open up. And here in New Zealand, things are almost at a normal level of life Mm -hmm. again. But though I can't travel overseas still, I think it's here to stay for a while, Mm -hmm. remote shooting, and I think I will continue to at least do them part-time, you know, even when I'm going back to modelling in person more. So you said you've shot with photographers. What countries have they been in that you've shot with so far? Um, Okay, so I've shot with photographers all around the U.S., I've shot with a few in Australia, um, mostly people that I've worked with before or people that have wanted to work together, but we've never been able to time it right when I've been over it. And also UK, like lots of UK photographers, um, Italy. Uh, I've got one coming up with someone from Switzerland. So, yeah, a few different places. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, and India and um, and Japan. I think that's it. Cool. <laughs> it sounds like you've been all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> and a lot of places that I'm like, oh, my God, I really want to go there. So part of the excitement of shooting with all these people is I can be like, oh, like, What's it like living over there? And I really want to go visit when uh, when this pandemic is all over. But saying that, do because you, you said you've worked with some photographers in person. When you first started doing it, was it more people that you'd worked with were looking into remote shoots, or it was like people you never worked with were the first ones that approached you? A bit of both. Yeah, definitely a bit of both. But I still have people that I've worked with before that are really curious about remote shooting. They're kind of keen to try it with me before trying it with someone new because, 
you know, they know me already. So I think, yeah, I think photographers, are, some are hesitant to try remote shooting, but they're curious about it. So they just want to at least give it a go with someone that they know. And then they can decide from there if they want to do it with, um, with other models from around the world. So yeah, I've had quite a few come to me like that. And then I've had a fair few photographers that have either seen my work before and wanted to work together or just, yeah, just seen me through Purple Port casting calls or something. So it's been a real variety. Well, speaking of Purple Port and social media, how have you found, like, the say the Facebook remote groups have helped you focus and show people that you're doing remotes or has it been you've had more inquiries coming in through, you say, your website or your social media? It's been a total mix for me, I think. Um, yeah, I thought the Facebook group was really great to kind of like have all these people together and you know they're interested in remote shooting. So getting a dialogue going with those people has been really good. And also like for the models to chat with each other about our setups and everything and, and give each other advice. That's been a really awesome aspect of that as well. But yeah, definitely I've had contact with people from everywhere, from Instagram to Facebook to Purpleport, Model Mayhem. So I like to kind of keep things open and, and I kind of try to put up casting calls now and then or remind people who've shown interest like, hey, do you still want to work together? It's It's got like a steady kind of thing going. I'm not shooting probably as much as some other models, also because like things are a bit more normal here in New Zealand again. So I'm doing a little bit of travel and, you know, I like to space shoots out a little bit. But yeah, definitely it's still still going. So it's really good. I'm really thankful that I could have remote shoots to keep me going and keep me creative. Obviously, when a photographer approaches you, how do you like them to, say, get their ideas across to you? Is, is it just through an email or do you like a mood board or do you just, some of them just say, oh, I see you've shot in this outfit. Let's just work with that and see what we get. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, a bit of, bit of all the above. So, Usually uh, when a photographer contacts, um, they'll have something in mind that they want to shoot. Like a, a lot of people recently have been asking about location shoots because I think that is a bit of a unique thing for remote shooting. So a lot of people have been contacting me about that. And then sometimes I've seen photographers put up casting calls like and only a few weeks ago, one wanted to do some kind of low-key shots with like light coming from one side and and you know, really contrasty, shadowy shots mm. that were quite, yeah, low-key fine art style. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I have like a, a nice ring light and a video light that are continuous so we can work with that and get nice shadows and stuff. So, yeah, everyone's different. I, mm. I like to have a mood board personally. Uh, I use Pinterest a lot for that so that the photographer can put in kind of at least the mood or the kind of stuff that they like and that gives me a good idea of other than their portfolio obviously like their mm -hmm. portfolio gives me a good idea but then I get a feel for what they want out of the shoot and that really helps me to like plan how I'm gonna how I'm gonna set up things and it just gives me a bit of a feel for it before we actually shoot yeah because the couple of remotes we've done is like the first one 
is like I kept saying to you that New Zealand sun is just epic because you were saying yeah, we need <laughs> we need to shoot in the morning at this time because the sunlight is just going to come through my window at yeah. epic levels <laughs> and I was like oh okay that means I have to get really or I have to stay up really late and then like after the first couple of shots it was like oh she's right it is quite epic so <laughs> but especially for yourself because yeah. you're in New Zealand you've you literally have all those locations within what a couple of hours drive if that that you can go and remote shoot. So obviously with, say, like the two remote shoots we've done, one at the beginning and one at the end of my remote experience, when I first shot with you, you were saying, oh, we need to shoot at this time because obviously the natural light coming in through windows is going to yeah. be epic. And I, I was like, oh, okay, maybe she's just trying to big it up. But then after the first couple <laughs> of images, it was like, no, she is, she is telling the truth. It was literally, because we shot that one where you're leaning against like, the wind and when we'd first shot it was yeah. like winter time and it was like frosted windows and it was like oh my god this light this light yes oh my god that was so exciting to me because I was like oh yes like working with shadows yeah. and making something really like dramatic yeah that was awesome I love working with shadows and anything kind of creative that makes it makes a portrait stand out more than just like a person standing in front mm. of a wall or whatever so yeah yeah and definitely I think I, I do try to ask people if morning or afternoon kind of works for them to try and get the best out of the light that I have here and I think with the UK it usually works out okay unfortunately it, we are about to come into that period of the year where it becomes 10 hours difference instead of 12 which can make it oh, yeah. which can mean photographers staying up a little bit later uh, if they're shooting me in the morning but can can also be better for mm. shooting me in the afternoon because um, then they're only 10 hours behind so they don't have to get up quite as early <laughs> so yeah it, it kind of works out all right it's not too weird of a time difference as well so yeah, and with location-wise, there are lots of awesome locations around New Zealand. Yes, that's true. The thing is finding a location that, that has good enough internet for remote shooting that's not too popular and all that. So obviously the most quiet and stunning places are often way off the grid and, and you can't really get internet there. I mean, New Zealand in general, it's kind of hard to get good internet it's not one of the places in the world with amazing fast internet speed so I, actually I was super surprised when we found the Port Hills and how fast the internet was there it, at sometimes it's faster than my wi-fi at home which is crazy because you're just like on top of a massive hill and there's no one around so it's really cool but yeah so there's only a few places that I found around where I live Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm looking out for more. I'm always looking out for more. So I'm hoping to find a few more spots. I, I did do one when I was having a bit of a holiday up north as well. And I just went and scouted a location the day before mm -hmm. and happened to have a photographer that was keen to just like go with it if it worked. And it did work. So we shot in this beautiful like mossy, mossy green area with giant rocks. And it, that was really cool. Haven't really shared pictures because they're like art nude style yeah. and, you know, things are getting stricter and stricter mm -hmm. on social media. But, yeah, there are some amazing options in New Zealand for, for shooting on location. So very lucky for that. Is there some memorable shots you've got doing remotes that you think even in person that you, you wouldn't be able to get? Even in person? that um, I don't know. Like technically I think 
that it would have been possible mm-hmm. to get all the shots like in person, but there's definitely heaps of memorable ones. Uh, some of the some of the really awesome ones have been using my outdoor bath here at my house. Yes. It's a really cool spot. And, and th- so that's quite a challenge, actually, getting the tripod to sit yeah. <laughs> on top of the bath yeah, without feel, everything falling in the water. And yeah, the, fir- the first shoot we did, that I remember that was, took a little while to set up. Yeah, yeah it's quite tricky. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And, yeah, the, all the stuff with shadows, like mm. the you were the one to kind of send a picture in a mood board of this girl. She had like a, a lace thing over her head. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then the, and then the sun coming through mm. and creating these awesome shadows on her face. And I'd never really tried anything like that, but realised that with the direct sun coming in in the mm. morning when we were shooting that it would work perfectly. And so that was really cool and one of my favourite, all-time favourite remote shots. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, because you, you had to tuck and the lace that, into the camera or something, didn't you? Yeah, it was. it's quite tricky because so I've got the camera there yeah. and I have like the screen kind of flipped up <laughs> so I can kind of see what's going on. And then I'm trying to like manoeuvre the lace, yeah. which it wasn't that long material the mm. first time. I just had a little bit of lace kind of, trying to push that behind the camera and then get far enough away from yeah. the lens that you could still shoot it and get my whole face without the lace yeah. kind of falling back down. <laughs> I think if people had walked so that, in and look, looked at us doing it's like, what is oh, she doing? It looked hilarious. And I have a behind the scenes photo still on my Instagram, cool. I'm pretty sure, in my stories from that. And it was just hilarious. Not that long after starting remote shooting, I got a speed light, a flash. Mm-hmm. And I haven't used it a whole lot yet because I'm personally not super confident with it and I I mostly want to use it with photographers who can guide me a bit through it. But um, Martin Higgs, he was was doing a remote shoot with me and I saw that he'd done some of like water falling over a model's face and it looked really cool and he was keen to do some more of that. So... I was like, oh, I have a have a flash. I'm super keen to use it. And I looked at a YouTube video to try and get a bit of an idea of how it all worked and stuff. And that really helped. And then he was there. He was also kind of guiding me about where I should put the flash and everything mm-hmm. while we shot. And it was so hilarious and awesome because I was like in my living room and had this tarp put down <laughs> over the floorboards and there was just like a bucket of water and my partner was pouring, <laughs> pouring, <laughs> chucking water over my face while Martin took the pictures and the flash was going off. And we got just some of the coolest pictures, I think, from my remote shoots just by doing that because the way the flash freezes mm-hmm. the water as it's running over my face, it's just so cool and different. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. you know, something very unique to my remote shooting experience as well. Never done anything like that before. I was going to ask you, is like, do you find remote shooting limitating or does it make you be creative? But it sounds like you enjoy the limitations and turning them into creative choices. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that in many ways that humans grow through having, you know, these times when we have things taken away from us and 
we have to we have to learn to adapt and deal with the situation so yeah I feel like my creativity has definitely grown it's actually in a way I think this remote shooting has been the thing that I needed to to help me grow confidence in photography and to actually start shooting other models because I've I've finally started reaching out to models in my area and I've had a few shoots with models recently as a photographer. Yeah, I think that just doing all these remote shoots has helped me to grow confident in that way and I probably wouldn't have started reaching out to other models if I hadn't done this like whole year of remote shooting and felt as confident with it as I do now. That's another thing that's been really awesome about it. Yeah, the things I've heard like from people doing remote shoots is like they probably would have worked with people if the paths hadn't crossed when doing remote shoots. They may not have worked with each other for one reason or another. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, there's been so many people from the Tethered Together group mm. or the remote photography group, all those all those remote shooting groups on Facebook that I'd never come across before and I'm sure they hadn't come across me as well. So I think that's brought together a lot of people and a lot of like-minded creative mm. people and given them the chance to work together when we might not have ever seen each other's work otherwise. So that's been really cool. You had come to the UK when you could before. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't do a whole heap of work over there. I kind of shot with a few people when I was over there. I was going mostly to visit my family who Mm -hmm. live over there and I did a few shoots while I was there. But um, now I feel like after doing all these remote shoots, I feel like I'm going to have to do like a proper full on tour because I've met online, I've virtually met so many photographers from the UK now that I'm like, I have to meet you guys in person. Yeah, because you've been to the UK a few times way before the pandemic. So do you feel like there's people when you've shot with them remotely, when you can travel, when they can travel, do you feel you'll be able to work with them in person? Absolutely, 100%. And not just for the UK, like everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, like for the US as well. Yeah, there's multiple places where I'd absolutely love to go over and actually get to shoot in person with with all these people. I feel like I've made some, you know, online friendships Mm -hmm. from doing these shoots as well. And even even with the models as well, I have done one remote shoot as a photographer as well and planning a couple more with models that have, have said they're keen. And yeah, it's like a nice little community even online now. Mm-hmm. And I think lots of us would love to meet up in person. So fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've definitely found that because sometimes people might not want to help people but i've definitely found the vast vast majority of like oh if there's been a problem like with software or lenses and literally you go into one of the facebook groups or model groups even it will helping you to get to that situation where everything's working and you, you can produce pictures yeah absolutely i think most people are keen to support each other and, and help each other to get to make the most out of this situation. I mean, it's been so hard for so many people mm-hmm. and I'm like really lucky to live where I do in New Zealand. I think other people around the world are really struggling. So anytime, you know, someone comes and asks me about remote shooting and how it works, like I'm more than willing to help out and explain everything. And I think most of the community is mm-hmm 
kind of the same. We all just, we understand what each other are going through and we want to help out. How do people approach you to do shoots, be it remotely or in person? Do you find, because we're talking specifically about remotes, do you find you get yeah. a lot of people um, come through, say, the, fo- the Facebook groups or do they go to your website or do they just drop you a message for your um, Instagram? Yeah, well, a- any of those ways is perfectly acceptable and okay. Um, I've had a mixture of all three, but uh, definitely for me, I prefer email the most, um, which if if people like fill out a contact form, sorry, on my website, then it will automatically email me. So like I always find emails really good because especially on Instagram, you get a lot yeah, of different yeah. random messages. So it's hard to filter. So uh, Facebook or Gmail is good. So I think you touched on this earlier, you saying that you would still do remotes when it's safe to be in person. Do you think mm. that something, so say, say for instance, you were doing a tour of Australia and then you're in location do you think, oh, if I can get, say, a photographer in a different country to book a remote, would that be an option you would think about in the future? It's definitely something I'd think about. Uh, I think that mostly I would be more keen to keep doing remote shoots when I'm home and mm-hmm. keep my touring as, you know, shooting with people mm-hmm. in person on tour. I'm definitely open to doing remote shoots while touring. It's just the fact of like carrying around all the remote shooting gear and everything while traveling obviously would have to you know reduce the setup and keep it fairly light so it would and it would probably be more like airbnb locations Mm -hmm. because you'd need to or in my opinion you kind of need to have an assistant to go out to like a natural location and be shooting there it just helps so much and like having a second phone for the internet and having one phone as for the WhatsApp communication, mm-hmm. as well as someone to change the angles and things while you're posing and all of that stuff. So there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I'd definitely be open to remote shooting while traveling if the right circumstance comes up. But yeah, I'm going to keep definitely doing remote shoots whenever I'm at home and consider in the future booking more Airbnbs and booking more locations specifically for remote shoot days. I would be interested in, but you've probably already been asked this uh, on other podcasts about the models you've shot and what countries they're from and you you must have shot with a fair few models around the world now as well. Um, Yeah I've been Obviously, to the states, both West Coast and East Coast, uh, Caribbean. I've shot a few models in the UK because some started late. So there's been a few that I, I've shot there. Um, I would say Europe's not so much. I think there's been one or two in Europe, but then I've been to Russia and obviously to yourself to New Zealand. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, that it, amazing. Yeah, I, I think each model or even each remote gives a unique opportunity to get pictures because it's different locations it's different times of the day it might be in studios it might be in the model's home so it it, i i I don't feel that it's maybe limiting it it's just like okay if the model shows okay she's in an airbnb or something this is the options Mm -hmm. you've got then you kind of get an idea for the location or say like you're out on a mountain or people might see you on location and they see the views that you can get and it's like 
that's a unique yeah. selling opportunity that you can yeah. offer where you are. So yeah, I, I see each remote shoot I've done is like, it's an opportunity to capture something different and be creative. And you know what? I'm really enjoying the different accents, like hearing everyone's <laughs> different accents when when we're setting up the shoot. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm really enjoying that. <laughs> Who, who's the hardest you've had to like, can you say that again? The hardest, yeah. like the most difficult to understand yeah. or English people? Um, I think every I think everyone's been fairly easy to okay. understand for me, but I really enjoy like an Irish accent or a oh, Scottish okay. accent. So for me that's like top-notch <laughs> yeah so if there's any irish and scottish photographers who want to shoot remote lucy's yes, the person please. to go to. i need i need more irish and scottish <laughs> photographers because it just brings you know brings me up <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for doing the podcast lucy um where can people find you on the internet thank you so much um you can find me at www.lucyartmodel.com that's my website nice and easy to remember and yeah, I'm on Instagram and everything, Lucy.artmodel, Facebook, I'm Lucy Tyler or Lucy Art Model is my page. Um, so yeah, try to keep it pretty much the same name for everything. So it's pretty easy. No worries. Oh, oh, shit. No, I pressed the button twice. Oh, stop. Oh, shit. And that's my PayPal, go PayPal, my email going off. I forgot to turn that off. I'm just having a moment. Uh, that's cool. It's cool. Having, having a total brain fart now. <laughs> Is it in your Instagram or your website? or? Yes. Uh, oh, no. It's because I put my phone on flight mode. That's why uh. it's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever consider letting someone remote shoot you? Have you ever been a model for someone? Oh, no, no, shoot? no. I, I'm one of those people <laughs> who's like, I've definitely got a face that sits behind the camera, not in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. uh, you yeah. should try it. Oh, no, I, I've got a one-pack. I, I, I don't have a six-pack, so no one wants to see my one-pack. So, yeah. Oh, it's not all about the six-packs, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. Okay. Yeah.